Good evening. God bless you. We want to welcome you this evening in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you from your homes, from your offices, from your places, wherever you are. And we want to welcome you for this time together. We've been invited to this time by our pastor, Brother Biscoe and Brother Tom Ray. They want to send their love and their greetings to you tonight and let you know of their care and of their prayers and of their burden. Also from the other senior ministry of Cloverdale Bible Way, we'd like to bring you greetings from Brother Tim Dodd, Brother Murphy Wong, and our Brother Michael Ray. My brother Ernie Villanueva just arrived into town a few days ago. I want to welcome you tonight and pray that the Holy Spirit will come into your place where you are and that you would sense his presence as we invite him together. Just before we turn to the word, there was a several positive things in our local assembly that we'd like to make you aware of that just happened in the last few days and uh, an engagement of one of our young men. And so tonight we'd like to make the announcement on behalf of our brother Randy Snow and sister Lori Snow, their son Ryan Snow has been engaged to sister Haley Sinicoli. Her mother is Ona and father is Anthony. And Sister Haley is from Brother Paula Fontaine's church in Toledo, Ohio. And they've just been engaged last evening. We want to congratulate them and for a wedding soon to follow. God bless you, Brother Ryan and Sister Haley. Also in the last few days, back on Sunday, March the 15th, another member of our congregation was joined to us, Brother John Waldner and Sister Victoria Andes Waldner, would like to announce the arrival of their son, Stephen Cyrus Waldner, uh, six pounds, five ounces, a wonderful, healthy son that was born in this times of crisis. So we thank the Lord and congratulate the Waldner family and to the body of Christ. God bless you tonight. I wonder if you could stand with us if you're in a place where you'd like to stand or whatever's comfortable. We just like to turn to the word now and invite you in your hearts and your desire. If there's a need in your heart, something you'd like to put before the Lord, if you'd like to stand or bow your heads with us in prayer. We like to remember the Chinese brothers that have been arrested in China tonight. This is heavy upon our hearts for the distribution of the message. And so we want to remember them tonight. We want to remember your unspoken needs, and we want to remember the bride of Christ around the globe tonight. Many are suffering. Many have been caught in, in situations during these last days. Let's just pray together and hold that need in your heart, and we'll pray together. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so glad that we can be joined together tonight in this way. Brothers and sisters of like precious faith, Locally in Canada and Washington State and around this world, Lord, we've been invited to come to hear your word of God tonight. We pray a blessing, Lord, upon the brothers that have made this possible. And we thank you, Lord, for this glorious message that has come to us, Lord, to give us faith in these times. Lord, bless the service tonight. Just a little bit different. Just maybe not the right or the same atmosphere that we've been used to with one another. But Lord, you've spoken about these times. You've prophesied about these times through your prophets. 
So tonight we're happy to be joined and I pray that there would be needs that are being spoken now before, before your throne, that you would just come and minister to them. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in China. We pray for your Holy Spirit to come to them and bring a release and bring an answer. Would your spirit be very near to them even now tonight, Lord? Bring about a way, Lord, that they would be delivered of this time. We remember them tonight. Many are connected with us from China, and this is being translated. I just pray the Holy Ghost would surround every heart and every life as we're gathered in your precious name. Maybe for the next few minutes as we open the scripture and share from your prophet's message, the Holy Ghost would come into every situation. Heal the sick. Deliver the bound. May you do the supernatural works within our lives, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you. I wonder if you could turn in the scriptures with us tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'd like to read a little bit, uh, starting at verse 47. Tonight, we'd like to take a thought from the word of God and speak on preparations for the resurrection season. Preparations for the resurrection season. And wherever you're gathered there, and might just be one or two or a few of you, just feel free to express yourself to the Lord and feel, feel uh, very free to just praise him and thank him. And maybe if you'd like to write some notes or um, write something down, that would be very wonderful. And may the Lord bless us now as we just feed from the word of God together. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47 Paul speaking, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as in the, is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. For this corruptible, just watch the word now as it's so positive and so sure. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Hallelujah. And I believe all the believers now as we're Entering now in this unison time 
verse 57, we can read out loud together. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats. As you just settle down now into the atmosphere of your home, we don't plan to be long tonight, just less than an hour, the Lord willing. We've just tried to speak, uh, prepare things that would be for your families as you've gathered now in small groups. And in this time, it's definitely different. I, I can think of the time when if the Lord would allow us uh, maybe weeks from now to gather together, how much rejoicing how much celebration, how much uh, hugging of the necks and shouting that it's going to be when we finally are able to be together again. I just as we prepare for just a few moments speaking on preparations for the resurrection season, I was thinking of the prophet in the message rapture and just some of his close, uh, comments as he was just closing out his ministry and the Lord in this hour speaking to the bride, he said, I do believe that we are living in the closing scenes of the history of this world. I truly believe that the coming of the Lord is closer perhaps than we think. And he began to speak about how that we are at a corner and how that when it comes to a time of a corner and a brick mason would want to turn a corner and they start out with putting bricks down in the same row and how they start going down a row. But when you get to them turns, then you have to turn the other way. And here was a prophet by the Holy Spirit preparing us as the bride for such a time as this. That it's easy sometimes as you're just going down a row and putting bricks and Sometimes even as believers, we can get stuck in a rut and get into a place that we just think life is just going to go on. But we realize, as he was saying, when you come to these turns, you have to turn the other way. And he said, God isn't building a wall. He's building a house. And there's many cuts and turns that he's predicted in the Bible and the turns, and I want you to focus on that word, the turn. Anybody could uh, try to make a turn, but it must be according to the blueprint. And if it isn't, it's got to be torn down again. And we're looking tonight as we look out here in March uh, 2020, we look and we see we are in the midst of a global chaos, national chaos even local chaos now, but God has called us together for such a time as this. And I begin to speak, and we were sharing with our precious brother Darren Hoffman that is working in the IT department and a trustee at our church, just sharing with him last evening that I wonder, are we hearing some of the last words from him before the resurrection? He's making us ready for our homecoming. And I wonder as the Holy Spirit is moving out across the earth tonight, 
if over the last weeks and even tonight to the precious saints and to your families, if we are hearing some of the last words from him before the resurrection. We take this seriously in these times that we're living in. These are not ordinary times. And many would say that these times are not normal. And that is true. Paul would say it's a time of trouble. And I was just meditating on this in the last week and wrote down the scripture. Psalms 27, verse 1 to 5, and our precious brother Murphy Wong uh, on Sunday morning closed with the very verses that was upon our hearts and speaking about how the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my the wicked and mine enemies and my foes shall come up to eat my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. And though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing. Now I want your heart to be thinking of the rapture and the season of the resurrection. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. It's so wonderful. Scripture, as Brother David was sharing, and never you have a prophet in our day, pick up that inspiration. Tonight we might not be gathered in our church buildings or in temples made with hands or sanctuaries formed out of wood and stone, but God has brought us into this individual into this personal place with our families. Like the token evening when the death angel was passing by, we're with our families. There's just a few of us gathered, but in this time of trouble, we're so thankful we can be hid in his pavilion. I wonder if you could turn in the Bible again to Revelations chapter 19, just to give a little scripture as you are there in your in your homes with your wife or your husband, maybe your little children, teenagers, even elder ones. We pray for you tonight. We pray that the Holy Spirit would keep you and keep you strong as you're there. But Revelations chapter 19, verse 4. And let's just enter in now into the scriptures as the scripture speaks about praising and thanking the Lord and and even in verse 4, Revelations chapter 19, verse 4, the 20 and four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came out of heaven saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah. 
Amen. It's like I heard the voice of hundreds and thousands saying, Amen. We believe the word of God. Our Lord God is alive tonight and he reigns within our hearts. Verse 7. This is where I want to focus your heart in now is uh, in Revelations 19, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. For our thought tonight, I'd like to take it out of 1 Corinthians that we read, and then here in Revelations chapter 19, verse 7, when it speaks about his wife hath made herself ready. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, our opening scripture that gave the promise in verse 51 that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. Tonight, we're preparing for the resurrection season. We are in the season of the change. I know that doesn't sound maybe deep or a great announcement to most of you that are believers, but maybe tonight it can come a little bit deeper down within our hearts, like a stirring, like a quickening, that we are in the season of the change, the change of our bodies. And we are going to a place. Let this be an encouragement to you tonight, each one of you that are believers. We are going to a place where there is no more sickness. Hallelujah. There's no more pain. There's no more suffering. And I'm, aren't you so thankful that God has called you to be one of those that are part of his wife, part of his bride, to, to be making ourselves ready tonight? There will be no separation in heaven. We are being called to a place where there is no more sickness, no pain, no more suffering, no more separation. When we were preparing for this little service tonight, I thought of our future home and how that it's calling to us. And I begin to think of our new bodies, our theophany bodies, our young bodies and how they are calling to us tonight, come up a little bit higher, come up a little bit higher, bride, come up a little bit higher. I can hear the voice of the cloud of many witnesses, as we've heard from Hebrews chapter 11, and many believers that have gone on to their reward. I hear their voices from another dimension, screaming to us tonight, you can make it. Just keep pressing. You're closer now than you ever have been. These are wonderful things. This is inspiration and impulses that God sends from his presence. And as we speak on this little thought tonight on preparations for the resurrection season, what is a preparation? What does it mean, preparations? It means to prepare to make the necessary arrangements and to make ready, and to be prepared. Maybe for some, maybe distracting a little in your home, or 
Maybe the atmosphere is a little different than a church service. But tonight, you say, well, what are we preparing for? What is all this about? Wouldn't it have just been easier to just cancel the service and cancel the, the, the meeting, not to be strained? But it was the heart of the pastor. It's the heart of the ministry. It's the heart of a good shepherd and the watchman that would be on the tower to make a connection with the people. We've got to get to the sheep. The sheep must hear the voice of the shepherd. And I begin to think of this preparation for the resurrection season. The resurrection is when the dead in Christ shall rise from the graves. When that same quickening power that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken them and bring them out of the graves. That now that we've entered into a season, I just want you to listen to this fellowship with us on this thought for a moment. The season of time is not just speaking of just a certain day, but it's a season of time. It's a preparing season before a grand event. So this season of time has been stretching for years. It's been stretching for months. It's been stretching for the last weeks and days leading even up till tonight and will carry on till the resurrection. It's a season. It's a time that the Holy Spirit has been ministering to the bride to make yourselves ready. One of our senior ministers was sharing with us on, the, on a conference call with the ministry just the other day. And he shared this thought, and I thought it was so true, how at this time of the year of Easter, just in a few weeks away of Easter, when many special meetings were planned and conventions and camps and special services, that many pastors and ministers had plans to be away from their local assemblies and away from their local areas. But now it just seemed like God has allowed through certain global current events to bring a force to be back at home, to be back in their home places. And it's different than our plans. Maybe some was going to be on spring break or maybe away from school for a little while and away for the Easter season traveling. But it's like God wanted us to be at home where they call it physical distancing or social distancing. And now God has brought us to a, a more serious time, a more personal time, individually, alone with him and with our families. As I begin to think about this thought, I thought of the chief shepherd and the watchman of our souls, how he's always on duty. And taking this from a, the message in Phoenix, of the good shepherd of the sheep. Brother Branham said, why must the shepherd be on duty at all times? He must be sure that none of his sheep's lost. He said, aren't you glad of that? Aren't you happy that the great shepherd tonight, he's always on duty and none of us are going to be lost. None of his sheep are going to be lost. Doesn't that do something for you? He said, if the shepherd loses one of his sheep, it's a reproach to the shepherd. But he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall never come to the judgment, but has passed from death 
unto life. He says, shepherds won't lose his sheep. Glory to God. Let that be like an anchor down in your heart tonight that all that the Father has given him will come to him. And he in no wise will cast you out, but he'll give you everlasting life. And Brother Branham goes on to speak about, and we can relate to this in this time of global things that are happening. He talks about the undertaker. Though he may put you into the ground, yet he, my sheep, will hear my voice, and I'll raise him up at the last day. He said, praise be to the living God, my sheep, hear my voice. And Jesus said at that day, all that's in the grave will hear the voice of the great shepherd and shall come forth, come forth to everlasting life. Oh, to that great day of the coming of the sheep shepherd. We look to that day tonight. And I believe the Lord is moving supernaturally, even in hearts that have been wayward, hearts that have been estranged, hearts that are away from him. Even yesterday, speaking for over 30 minutes with a man that had walked in a season in fellowship, but had drifted away. But now the Lord is dealing with his heart. Now the great shepherd is bringing him back. I'm so thankful for that, that in these times of trouble, that our shepherd is on duty. There was another several messages that Brother Branham spoke that should be a real anchor to our hearts at this time. And that is the message's watchman, what of the night? He spoke that in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and then also in Lakeport, California, watchman, what of the night? I think we could ask the question tonight, watchman, what of this night? What of this season? What does all of this mean? And what are your thoughts about all of this, Lord? And Brother Branham was speaking about the watchman. He said, I wonder if it isn't time today that we didn't call out to our great watchman, what of the night? It's a question. Watchman, what of the night? There's an approaching danger. He goes on to speak about approaching danger coming on and the whole world seems to be shaking under its influence. He said the watchman had to be on duty at all times. He was to warn the people of approaching dangers, and that was his duty, to watch for the approaching danger. He was up on a tower that was built much higher than the walls. And this on this tower, he had to be up there. And in, in, in the books of astronomy and so forth, so he could watch the stars and tell the time. And any approaching thing of, of the day, he could see it. Then he also could see way further than anyone on the ground. He could see further than anyone on the wall because he was higher. Aren't you thankful for the great watchman that's on the tower tonight? And so many of us would agree and say, well, Brother John, that's the Holy Spirit, and it is. You say, well, that was the prophet to our day, and it is. You say, well, isn't that for the ministers to be up higher, and it is. But Brother Branham was bringing it right down to you. He was bringing it right down into your homes. And just concluding this thought, he said, and the higher you go, the further you can see. 
And you can tell approaching dangers further away than those who are earthbound. It speaks of the believer. It speaks of you tonight. It speaks of the predestinated seed because we have received the message of our day that we under our messenger would become the final voice to this final age. If there's something in your heart saying, watchman, what of the night? What does all this mean? Let the great shepherd, let our true watchman bring you from just looking at things that are earthbound, just the earthly things, and turn our eyes toward things that are higher. I encourage you tonight, both locally and around the world, we must turn our eyes not to the earthly things, not to the numbers and not to the deaths and not to the panic, but we must keep our eyes on the word and keep our eyes on Christ. Because as the scripture says, we are children of the day and we are not of this night. As my heart began to be stirred this past week, I begin to think of the several times in the message of Brother Branham and how he would bring the third pool examples that Brother Branham would express it. It happened in times of great distress. Many times when the third pool operated and we see that example, it was in times of distress, times of trouble, times of disturbances, where there were storms of life happening. I begin to think, and some of your children might remember this also, your young people, when the little fishy, when the, they were fishing there in Kentucky, and one of the fishermen, uh, the hook had gone down inside of the fish, the little bluegill, and it had pulled out, and all its entrails and insides went out, and the fisherman threw it out in the water and said, well, I guess you shot your last wad there, and he, he was already thinking of himself, and maybe he also had done those things. And as the little fishy was laying there, I've been to that place there in Kentucky where this little fishy was given its life. And as the little fishy just laid there and the winds blew it into the, into the weeds. But all of a sudden, the, the, there came a voice and God allowed a prophet to speak under that anointing and say, I give you your life back in the name of Jesus Christ. And we remember that little fishy moved and went down into the water. It was in a time of hurt and a time of trouble. I remembered also Sister Hattie Wright and her two sons and how that they was not living right. They was cutting up and laughing. And, but a burdened mother that was hearing the testimonies and the word being spoken for her day, a burdened mother said that's nothing but the truth. And that caused the Holy Spirit to say to a prophet, I give you your boys, thus saith the Lord. And they fell over their mother's lap and began to repent and cry out to God. It was in a time of a family that was in trouble. I thought also of the time of the great storm that you will remember that came in Brother Bradham's ministry when he was up in the mountains and the weather was just turning and he had told the brothers that when you see these, th these things happening, to turn quickly and go back down to the camp when the storm comes and the storm began to move and the signs was for a bad wind and the weather and it was coming. 
But a voice spoke to the prophet and said, go back into the storm. And a faithful prophet turned and began to walk back up into the storm. And the voice said, speak to the storm. Brother Branham spoke to that storm and it was stopped and it was turned back. These are just some examples of the third pool that it was in a time of crisis, in a time of trouble. Do you remember also in Brother Branham's own family, his dear wife had a tumor and it was sticking out and hanging out on her side. Brother Branham continued in the meetings and traveling, but there came a certain time that was a desperate time when it must come out, that must come off. She was scheduled for an operation and that evening, a desperate prophet, a desperate husband and father prayed and that voice spoke to him as the surgery was to take place the very next day. And the voice said, speak. And however you say it will be, it will happen. And Brother Branham spoke the word under that anointing. And before the doctor's hands will touch her, it will be gone. And it happened exactly that way. Tonight I'm speaking to you in this way to move your heart into that channel. That it's in the times of distress, in the times of disturbance, when Satan would come in like a flood. You just watch the third pull then when there's a tightening and when the squeeze begins to come down. And even financially as maybe the next days or weeks or months might even come upon believers. But be reminded of the scripture that he will never see his children begging bread. The same God, the same angel of the Lord that spoke to you will be able to move in your life again and provide all of your needs. My, my last thought on this thought of the third pool. Do you remember the Aunt Jemima woman? You remember in Memphis there when her son had went wayward, even though after living right, he had went wayward and got a social disease. But that little believing Aunt Jemima mother prayed and stopped an airline, airline jet because her love, because of her faith for her wayward son. What a confirmation that God is with you tonight. And it was in the time of adversity. It's in the times of suffering. It's in the times of pain and much sorrow sometimes. Great anguish and agony. That the third pull, the Holy Spirit, is very present to you tonight. Wants to confirm his word within your life. I wonder now, is this season that we are in right now, is the preparation time. God is preparing us. This is what we're speaking on tonight. Feeling led of the Lord on the preparations for the resurrection season. Right before Easter. Just a few weeks before Easter. It's time to make everything right. If I could speak as a friend to you and a brother in Christ, which you are, we love you very much. It's time to make everything right before the resurrection, before the rapture, before the translation of the saints. His wife is making herself ready. And again, you would say, well, ready for what? We're getting ready to meet him. Are we hearing some of his last words before the resurrection? 
Are these the last thoughts of the Holy Spirit that he would give through a prophet, now through the ministry, down into the body, into our families, into your heart? Brother Branham spoke and the world is falling apart. He spoke this a message just immediately following the opening of the seven seals, which is in March 1963. In fact, it just ended yesterday, March the 24th, as the anniversary of when he spoke questions and answers and the seven seals. And so today on March the 25th, uh, it's just another season of time for us. We're not looking back. We're just recognizing the time that we're living in. And just a few days later in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Brother Branham, this is a good message to hear. Um, the world is falling apart. And he said, there's only one thing to look for, the coming of the Lord. Just one line here I want to bring to your hearts tonight. In the midst of all the fog and all the distraction of life that you've heard today, let the word of God come down deep now. There's only one thing to look for, the coming of the Lord. I can hear in a resounding amen out across the airwaves. We're not looking to the stock market. We're not looking to the bailout of our, of our nations or of our local mayor or from the prime minister or president or king or the queen. We are looking for the coming of the Lord. That is the greatest thing when we see the world again falling apart, to lift up our eyes and see the coming of the Lord. Just a few weeks later in Chicago, he was speaking again and said, but watch the word of the Lord, exclamation. Watch the word of the Lord. God has got a way of doing things and we must do it in the way that he wants it done. And if it isn't, it's not effective. Tonight, I would encourage you, no matter what's been in your past, no matter what's happening now, I would encourage you to lift up your eyes to what God is doing right now so that your future is clear. The resurrection season is right around us. And God has a way of doing things. And we must do it his way. Then he said, today, there is not a thing left, my Christian friend, but the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only hope that the church has. Oh, friends, tonight, even in the last weeks, when so many were planning for a holiday or a vacation, maybe traveling to another country or going to another city or being in another place, maybe graduating or maybe doing something in their business. Isn't it amazing that just in the matter of a couple weeks, this world has literally been brought to its knees because of something that Satan and his great viruses and fear has spread throughout the world. It ought to be a sign to the believer to lift up our heads. And as the prophet said, watch the word of God and that there's only one thing left, our Christian friend, but is the coming of the Lord, the only hope that the church has. When we think about this season that we're in tonight, I trust you're doing okay. And the testimonies of the word, 
Brother Branham was speaking just right down here near Salem, Oregon. He said, the hope of the coming of the Lord Jesus is appearing amongst the people. And it's the only thing that can help you. My, have you been brought to that place sometimes where just everything else seems to be falling apart? Tonight, let it be an anchor to you that the coming of the Lord Jesus is appearing among the people, not in the future, but he's appearing among the people. It's the only thing that can help you. And what was the voice that came from him? He's quoting scripture, fear not, be of good courage, it is I. And Brother Branham said it looked kind of scary at first, but it is I, be not afraid. And oh, he talked about the testimony meetings and we've seen it and the different things happening. He said, don't be scared. He's still God. He's just as much God as he ever was. Do you believe that? He talks about the testimony. We can believe that him being the same testimony to us today. Can't you believe that? I just want to say, yes, Lord, we believe. We believe your word. Even at this time, we believe your word. In the seven church ages, as Brother Branham went on to speak about this in Jeffersonville, he said, it's to my humble belief that we are living in the closing days of the world's history. And he began to speak about that and the day and the coming of the Lord, not even angels of heaven would know, but it's sure and authentic that he is returning. And I just can't see anything else left but the coming of the Lord. Lord, clear away all the fog in our lives. Take away all the static. If we have been guilty of neglect or guilty of, of sliding back or just coasting, maybe dabbling in things that brought unbelief and spirits into our lives. May the power of the presence of God, and I pray even now, would come into the room of every son and daughter of God, and may Satan flee. May he get his hands off of God's anointed. Tonight we believe in miracles. We believe in healing. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. And even now, while you're hearing the word, let your heart be quickened. Let your heart be changed. Be touched by the master. And as it began to move upon my heart, I begin to think of this, this time that we're living in. And you don't need to turn to it as I know our time is fleeting by. But Numbers chapter 16 is an excellent example of a time of a plague that came in the Old Testament. It's Numbers chapter 16, and maybe you'd like to read that for devotion or at a time with your family, uh, starting with verse 41 down through the end of the chapter. But you remember that it was the time when the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And we saw that the earth swallowed up Dathan and Korah and, and, and the fire from God destroyed the 250 princes and men that had false incense. But I wanted to bring to your heart, number one, the ministry of the prophetic office of Moses. But then number two, the office of the priest, which was Aaron, which is a type of the ministry or the ministers. And there came a time in verse 41 that the people murmured against Moses and against Aaron. 
and and there and you and you begin to see and just skip down to verse 46 that Moses said unto Aaron now this was in a time of trouble a great time of things that was just happening in the message you would say Moses said unto Aaron take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar and put on incense and go quickly into the congregation make an atonement for them for there is wrath gone out from the Lord the plague is begun and Aaron took as Moses commanded watch the ministry's obedience under their messenger Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation and behold the plague was begun among the people and he put on incense and made an atonement for the people and he stood between the dead and the living and the plague was stayed the plague was stopped hallelujah verse 50 speaks and Aaron returned unto Moses unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and the plague was stayed and, and tonight we begin to see how we have received the anointing of the prophet's messenger that has come within our day it's a plague that has stricken this earth and tonight i want to bring your attention please in the old testament it was a plague like a pestilence and a slaughter it struck the people it smote them many times bringing fatal strikes and even judgment but the greatest plague that we have today is spiritual death it's spiritual death that is gripping the hearts of the people and tonight i feel the holy spirit through our prophet and now through the ministry is being anointed to run through the midst of the congregation run into their homes let it be like a watchman let it be like the chief shepherd that would be bringing warnings and words of encouragement, edifying the church, speaking of the care of God, that all the plagues, the spiritual plagues, would leave God's people. You know, physical separation is one thing, as we many tonight cannot be gathered together, but spiritual separation is worse. Lord, let your presence run into every home. Just run right now down into every life, down into situations where there's been separation and pain and suffering, and let there be a healing. Let the plague be stopped. Let the death stop. Let the sicknesses stop in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight as we hear many people applying the plagues and the things that have come upon the earth, but after reading the message and searching out the scriptures, you find that a lot of those plagues are under the great tribulation and under the sixth seal tribulation when the bride is going to be gone. The bride will not be going through a purging of the great plagues in the tribulation. There are events that are to happen for us before that time, and that is the resurrection. Let our hearts now, as we come now toward the end of our time tonight, the resurrection is the next step that we need to be looking for and ready for. Then the 30 or 40 days where the resurrected saints are seen and known by the elect. This is the same as in the book of Matthew and in the scripture and even in the book of Acts when it speaks about the those that had also been risen with him on Easter morning. They went up with him those 40 days later 
and we see now that that time is very near for us. And then the rapture of the church. I trust tonight, friends, with all my heart that his wife is making herself ready that you're part of that group because the church world will be left here for a tribulation. That is the wise and the foolish virgin, but the bride escapes and goes in the rapture. Thanks be to God that tonight that is the purpose and the reason for God sending us a prophet, for God sending us a messenger, fulfilling Malachi 4 and Luke 17, 30 and Revelations 10 and many other prophecies was to prepare a people. That's what we're speaking on tonight. Preparations for a resurrection season. That is the purpose, our beloved family and friends, believers. That's the reason God sent us the fivefold ministry of Ephesians 4.11 is to prepare a people to get us ready. And maybe in your quiet time of devotion, you could read what Paul spoke about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18, when he speaks so clearly about the rapture and how that uh, those that, uh, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And he begins to speak now to us, we Say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or hinder them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. We have received the message which was the shout and the same voice of the resurrection that spoke to Lazarus and said, come forth is the same voice of the resurrection that is now moving upon a people. We are waiting for the trump of God and for the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's what we should be comforting one another with these things. Now, before we go tonight and before we let you go back to your schedule and to your lives, I wanted to remind you that the same angel of the Lord that spoke these things wants to visit your home. He wants to visit your life. I could give you a testimony, an example one after the other, I have them before me. Brother Branham praying for certain ones. One had a stomach condition. Others had something on her neck, a lump in her neck. And it went on for six weeks. And, and, and even though during the service they came before Brother Branham and Brother Branham said, thus saith the Lord, you're healed. Told her that the lady, she could go and eat just anything. And for six weeks, she, she tried to eat, and in one message, Brother Bradham said she just kept trying. I want to encourage you tonight. Just keep trying. Put yourself before the word. Put yourself into his presence. If you've been prayed for, if you believed that God is your Savior and received the message of the hour, putting your sins under the blood and been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
and ask for forgiveness of your sins to the Lord and to those around you that you have offended or hurt, then you can put those things under the blood. But we see Satan is still going to battle and fight. And for six weeks, this woman had an awful in her stomach because she liked to have died. It went on for days. But I'd like to just bring this to your attention. One morning, she felt something cool pass through her. Hallelujah. Weeks later, and she began to eat. And it was all right. And she ran down the street to tell her neighbor that had the big lump on her throat. And the Lord had spoken to her and said she was going to be well. Thus saith the Lord. And when she went out to see her neighbor friend, she found her neighbor just screaming to the top of her voice. The lump had just left her throat. And Brother Branham said, so what happened? Here it was. It was the angel of the Lord who had spoke the word was coming through that neighborhood confirming his word. Oh, tonight, my precious brother, my precious sister, why don't you invite the same angel, the angel of the Lord that spoke to you and I, this great message of the hour, the mighty angel. Let him pass through your neighborhood. Invite him into your room. Invite him into your place. Invite him. You say, Brother John, it's been weeks. It's been months. But the same angel that spoke the word, why don't you invite him into your neighborhood? Oh, sometimes he can't come on the spur of the moment. You remember Daniel prayed for 21 days. But we must remember when God has said anything, it's the truth. You just hold right to that word and it will happen. Praise be to God. And one other place, Brother Branham said, the angel of the Lord, six weeks later, passed through that neighborhood, confirming the word of God with signs following. Friends, we serve the same God. That same angels, those presence of God is right there with you. He's nigh you, even in your mouth. He's right there in your room. And when things seem so uncertain, such a nervousness and a spirit that is spread across the land and psychic wards are filling up and down the streets. People are filled with anxiety and rushing as hard as they can and not having courtesy hardly. And Brother Bradham noticed that amongst the people, just nervousness. And we've seen it even in the last days for toilet paper, or hand sanitizers, or different things. But friends, our faith has got to be in something greater than all of those things. Let's turn our faith to the word of God. And now in conclusion tonight, there's so many things. Brother Branham spoke in his ministry by the word of God, exposing it out of people's lives. And before we close, I'd just like to end on some of these things. So if those same spirits are plaguing your home. The same angel would visit your house. He spoke about arthritis. He spoke about seeing a, a woman there that had eczema broke out upon her. He talked about arthritis and how it being gone from the person. You don't have to have it. Just be reverent and pray. You there, lady, just believe. You believe. He said, you've got trouble and you're a real nervous. I see you. You're up at night and can't sleep. Just rolling around the bed and sleepless. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. He said, go home now. You're going to sleep 
tonight. Jesus Christ makes you well. Have faith. Believe it with all your heart. Oh, my friends, another in another message in Ohio, he said, you, uh, you keep sitting up in bed and you just keep sitting. Oh, you can't sleep. You're nervous. Isn't that right? A nervous condition. You just can't sleep at night, but you're not from here. He's speaking this in Columbus, Ohio. I see you coming through some kind of a place. They're checking on you. Oh, it's immigration. You're from Canada, Windsor, Ontario, and you're an evangelist, a minister, and your initials is J.W., and your name is Reed, R-E-E-D, J.W. Reed. Well, I see it on your on your uh, box there. Were you taking up your mail? Here's a prophet in another dimension, reading his mail, reading his post office of this man. He said, well, you're going home to be well now. He said, loving heavenly father, the enemy has tried this condemnation upon the man. And I ask that it leaves him, Satan, turn him loose in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go back now wherever you come from rejoicing and be well because God is with you now and he is going to make you well. Praise be to God. Don't let these be stories and quotes and messages from years ago. It is for this season. It is for this time. I wonder if we can all stand together now. You that are able to stand, maybe you'd like to kneel. Maybe someone has, has a need within their life. We don't want to let you go tonight without praying for you. I believe that the Holy Spirit is all around this globe tonight. He's right there in the room. He's right there where you're gathered. And I believe in conclusion, as we've spoken about our preparations, I believe now if you'd invite the angel of the Lord to come in through the neighborhood, that the stabilizers have been put out on the ship and these great fearful waves that are coming upon us now, but our faith in the word of God is speaking to us, saying just be stable, stay in the word, stay with God. No matter how you feel, what anything else, you just stay right with the word. Let's stay stable. I wonder as we bow our heads, if you'd like to lift up your hands, take a hold of the person next to you or lay hands on them. You have a need within your life. Let's invite this great angel to come into our homes, come into our neighborhood as we bow our heads. Our great heavenly father. It's been a joy to be able to fellowship with our brothers and sisters, just taking a little bit of time to share the scriptures, to speak from your prophet's message, how this message has gone around the world and with a mighty voice. It's gone into all nations and tongues and peoples. And now we find men and women standing up on their feet, maybe some sitting somewhere, maybe some laying somewhere where your voice is coming through the airwaves down into their hearts. Father, we pray if Satan has hid behind any of his cancers or demons or spirits of, of viruses or plagues or any spiritual condition, any soul condition, any mental condition or need within their nervous condition, needs within their bodies. 
Lord, we pray tonight as we lift up our hands that the great angel of the Lord would visit our homes, visit our addresses, visit our offices, Lord, visit our bedrooms. May the power of God and the Holy Spirit descend down upon the bride as we are making ourselves ready, as we are confessing our wrong. May your spirit get inside of us greater than ever before, Jesus. May men and women, may little children, may young people, may older ones and elder ones sense the nearness of your presence. May you come to them even now and touch that delicate spot in the time of trouble, in the time of anguish. Lord, we will lift up our heads for in this great pavilion, in this great sanctuary, we have you, Jesus. Lord, prepare us for your coming. Prepare us for the resurrection. May there not be one under the sound of my voice that misses the rapture. But may we, Lord, prepare ourselves for the resurrection. Lord, we commit ourselves to you and are thankful now. Let's all begin to thank the Lord there. Just sense in his presence and the hundreds and maybe thousands of voices being lifted up now. Let's lift up our voices and just begin to thank him. Go rejoicing. Go rejoicing. Go thanking God. Stand up on your feet. Arise. Eat of the food. Rest in his presence. We thank you, Father, for this word. Thank you for the great shepherd. Thank you for the great watchman. Thank you for this connection, Lord, that we can be brought together for in these times and hear your beloved word. Father, bless every life. Bless every home. Bless every marriage. Bless every family. Bless every church. Bless every heart, Lord, and may greater than ever before, we are making ourselves ready for your soon return. Lord, go with us now. Even as we, Lord, leave one another, I pray that this atmosphere and presence would stay in our homes as we just pray with one another and slip away now. I just pray your blessing upon the church. And if you would grant us to be able to gather back at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, Lord, we just pray, God, your presence would be with us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you tonight. Send the presence of the Lord Jesus with you from the bottom of our hearts and the hearts of the ministry, Cloverdale Bible Way. God bless you. We are remembering you. And in this time, the stabilizers have been put out. You're going to crest every wave. May God fill your hearts. Be watching on the website for any changes in the times of our gathering. God bless you. It's been nice being with you tonight. Keep one another in prayer in Jesus' name.